have spent a lot of time today talking about this new legislative district map unveiled late Friday by Illinois Democrats. Republicans still hopping mad about it. One of the Republican lawmakers directly impacted by this new map is local representative Mike Murphy, who joins us live this afternoon. Representative, we always appreciate your time. Thanks for coming to the program. No problem, Jim. Uh, Thanks for accommodating my crazy schedule these days. (laughs) Well, it's the last week of the legislative session. There is certainly a lot going on, not the least of which is trying to figure out what the future holds, not only for you and your colleagues, but for all of us who vote in legislative elections, trying to figure out who might be representing us, what these districts mean in terms of the level of representation we get. Uh, In some general terms, you know, obviously we've uh, heard a lot from you and your colleagues in the last several days about the way this map was put together behind closed doors, dropped late on a Friday night. Uh, Very frustrating, but none of this at all surprising or really unexpected in the way it played out, is it? Well, it might not be surprising. It was disappointing, especially, you know, Friday night, the map they put out, I I equated it to a uh, junior high uh, computer class project. I mean, the map was uh, really not very usable. Uh, We have since been able to get some additional files to make it somewhat usable. Early on Friday night, I wasn't sure what district I was in uh, for a while. Uh, It was close between two different ones as the lines drawn for the 95th goes right outside the subdivision where I live. And so, uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't surprising. I would say it was disappointing. So it's drawn you into the 108th district then, correct, which is also where Representative Avery Bourne's home would lie. Is, is that is my understanding of that correct? Currently, that's the way it stands, yes. So what happens there? And this is not, of course, the only place where this has happened, where two incumbent Republican lawmakers have been drawn into a district together and would potentially have to face off next year. Have you and Representative Bourne talked? What does this mean for you? Uh, we, we talked, but we haven't talked about uh, the future as far as the 2022 election. Uh, you know, that's the norm. It's not the exception. I think if you go uh, look at it, there's a majority of uh, Illinois House Republicans who are was drawn into a district with the incumbent. Uh, I think there's only one Democrat incumbent that was drawn into a district, and she was drawn into a district with a, uh, a Republican. But there's no Democrat, all Democrat. But there's several Republicans on Republicans. I equated to uh, what happened Friday as uh, if you're talking about a baseball game, it's the second inning of a baseball game. And I think this game's going to go extra innings, Jim. I think there's a long ways before we know what the map's going to look like for the 2022 election. But Democrats can run the table on this. They've got the votes in the General Assembly. They've got J.B. Pritzker in the governor's mansion. He certainly hasn't indicated he has any intention of vetoing this map. So how, how do you get it from the second inning to go into extra innings? Well, first of all, the governor hasn't indicated recently. He did while he was campaigning. He he said he wasn't going to vote for any map that was drafted by legislators, political party leaders, and or their staffs or allies. Obviously, he's walked back on that. And you know, in regards to other uh, options, I I couldn't. I'm not a I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one. But uh, I would be shocked that a, a court would uphold a, a map that was drawn with such political uh, means as this one.
Representative Mike Murphy is here with us. Uh, Political maps are not anything new, and the U.S. Supreme Court has allowed other states and other jurisdictions to draw pretty blatantly partisan maps. So I I don't know about the the legal path there, but certainly it seems like there's an issue with the use of this American Community Survey data, preliminary census data, as opposed to final official census numbers. How big a problem is that in your view, and particularly does it have an impact on how these districts are drawn here in in Sangamon County and surrounding counties? Does it make much difference uh, as near as you can tell? Well, I'm not sure about Sangamon County, but as you well know, I think there's like 24 different groups who have uh, complained and uh, sent a letter off that uh, they do not support maps being drawn with the ACS. It underreports uh, their constituents, uh, some sometimes up to 60 percent. And these these groups are not groups that normally align themselves uh, necessarily with the Republican Party. And so it's not just the Republicans who are complaining about this. We have we have several other groups as well who who question the uh, the process that's taking place, why we're drawing these maps. Representative Murphy, uh, this is a bit of a loaded question here, and obviously it, it's pretty easy to uh, to say this process should be different uh, when you're in the position that you and your party are in, where you don't really have much control over any aspect of it right now. Uh, but if you guys were in charge, would you really be saying the same things here about calling for an independent process? I mean, in lots of places all around the country where the GOP has the kind of control the Democrats do here in Illinois— this is what they do. They put together maps that work to their partisan advantage. Why would anybody think it would be any different if you guys were calling the shots? Well, that that's why we we can't trust either party to do it. And I, I'd say shame on them. Jim, several years ago, prior to my being elected as a member of the General Assembly, I signed a petition like 600,000 other people did in the state of Illinois to take it out of the hands of either political party. And so, you know, that's been my stance for a long time. We, we, you know, there's several states who do this. We have to come up with either a nonpartisan, which I, I think that's going to be difficult in the state of Illinois because everyone's partisan here. But, uh, you know, using computers, generated maps, something other than a political party. And, and you make a valid point. You know, the Republican have done the same in states that they control. And that's just not right. That's not the best thing for the people. I'm, I'm not complaining if uh, if I got drawn into a tough district. You know, that that's the way it is, as long as the reason for that was to make it a fair district. Well, you are in a somewhat tough district now, at least in terms of potentially having to run against a friend and a colleague and Representative Avery Bourne. I know you said you haven't discussed this yet, but you must have given it some thought. If this map or something very close to it holds up uh do do you do the chivalrous thing and step aside do you challenge your head on is it an arm wrestling contest how do you figure this out well jim i i don't give any validity to this map to the point where i haven't even thought about that i i think once we get a, a real map that we're going to have to deal with you know in, in the past this has been the democrat game plan to throw out one map and they, they did this and, and you know 10 years ago they, they threw out the first map and then a week later they came out with the actual map they're, they're, I think they're fishing for some people to uh, try to make some deals and uh, along those lines. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to worry about that until I'm confident that it actually has a map. And when I say I haven't talked to Avery, you know, Avery and I talk every day. You know, I don't know 
if you realize this, Avery grew up in the same town that I did. So we go way back. I was on the school board with her, her father. And so, you know, we will figure things out. But uh, we're a long ways from having those type of conversations. Representative, while we got you here, we're in the final scheduled week of the legislative session. There is still an awful lot to do. Let's start with the budget. What are you hearing in terms of how this might actually look? And is it a budget that you and your GOP colleagues can live with? Well, I'm on two appropriations committees, um, higher ed and general services. And, you know, we've been having meetings. They haven't been overly productive. Uh, we talk about the potential cuts. Uh, the governor talks, I mean, the governor's staff is in these, talks about some, uh, they'd like to call them revenue enhancements through getting rid of some corporate loopholes. And it's funny that, uh, they call them corporate loopholes because five of those were incentives that uh, they used in 2019 to garner uh, Republican support on a budget. They gave us 10, um, 10 business incentives, and now they're trying to take away five of those uh, to try to balance a, a, a budget. You know, we haven't really talked about accurate revenue numbers, in my opinion. We haven't taken into account what we might be getting from the feds, and especially in regards to higher ed. We haven't taken that into account. So, you know, we've we've been meeting. How productive those meetings are, uh, not overly. Uh, I had caucus today, and I was informed that uh, as of now, the appropriations meeting has been canceled so far for this week. And uh, so we we'll see if they want to talk with us or not. On the subject of green energy, City Water, Light, and Power was on the air with Greg Bishop this morning, uh, sounding the alarm about the green energy bills that are being talked about, saying that it could uh, raise costs and lead to less electricity reliability for ratepayers here in Springfield. Uh, what are your thoughts on the green energy bills that are being proposed? I mean, we're, we're clearly moving towards something in that direction. Uh, is there a bill there that you can get behind right now, or are there problems with all of it? Well, there's a couple bills that uh, I might be more inclined to uh, supporting, but there's a couple I can't. You know, we got to take care of uh, of our energy in Illinois. I'm a all of the above guy. I'm not opposed to wind and solar, but I I, I think it's got to make sense at times. And I, I question uh, what 100% renewable would look like in regards to. I, I bring this up all the time when people come into my office. Tell me what 100% renewable would look like in in regards to battery capacity and what type of uh, environmental impact it's going to have on producing those type of batteries that would require be required to have 100% renewables. I think the more sensible thing is to look at ways to make uh, some fossil fuels cleaner. We have a proposal that the Biden administration has already put $47 million behind to do a, a test at uh, City Water, Light, and Power for carbon capturing. And I know we have other carbon capturings around the country, but it's my understanding this would be very unique. Uh, I had an expert tell me just last week this would be the first carbon capturing program that would actually make economic sense. And uh, so the state needs to step up and do the $20 million uh, match that they have. And I've asked the EPA and Department of Natural Resources to do that. Then Department of Natural Resources have a has a clean coal fund, and, and that's what this uh, money should be used for. So I would like to see those type of things done. And, uh, you know, we can make some fossil fuels, you know, more acceptable. We have over 100 years' worth of uh, coal here in, the, in Illinois that could actually power the entire country. That's my understanding. Actually, 200 years, but they said to make it uh, realistic, 100 years of usable coal. And so I don't think we should dismiss that if we can uh, have these programs like – 
this carbon capturing. And this is a University of Illinois program. This is a very legitimate program. I, I met with them over a year ago, pre-COVID, out at City Water, Light, and Power. And uh, it's, it's a very good program. I, I hope we can get behind it. Finally, Representative, uh, ethics reform. Any chance any of the GOP proposals are going to make their way into a final package? You know, ethics hasn't even been talked about by the other side at all. So I haven't seen anything. Uh, there's supposed to be an ominous election bill. Hopefully there might be something in that. But uh, I'm not overly optimistic. You know, we, we have some very simple ethics reforms that should happen, and we can't get them discussed. Thank you, Representative Mike Murphy. Appreciate your time this afternoon. We'll talk soon. Jim, call me anytime.